Today on the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 40. The first portion of this chapter, Jeremiah is freed. It says the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, had released him at Ramah. He had found Jeremiah bound in chains among the captives from Jerusalem and Judah, who were being carried into exile to Babylon. When the commander of the guard found Jeremiah, he said, The Lord your God decreed this disaster for this place, and now the Lord has brought it about. He has done just as he said he would. All this happened because you people sinned against the Lord and did not obey him. But today I am freeing you from the chains on your wrists. Come with me to Babylon if you like, and I will look after you. But if you do not want to, then don't come. Look, the whole country lies before you. Go wherever you please. So basically, he says, you can go to Babylon and I'll take care of you, or you can stay here in this land with the remaining people. So the elite people were exiled. The wealthy people were exiled. The people that had any essentially value were exiled, and they left only the poorest among the land to stay. So it says, however, before Jeremiah turned to go, Nebuzaradan added, go back to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the towns of Judah, and live with him among the people, or go anywhere else that you please. Then the commander gave him provisions and a present and let him go. So Jeremiah went to Gedaliah, and he stayed with him among the people who were left behind in the land. Now Gedaliah has been appointed to lead the remaining people. It says, when all the army officers and their men who were still in the open country heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah as governor over the land and had put him in charge of the men, women, and children who were the poorest in the land, who had not been carried into exile in Babylon. So all of these people came to Gedaliah, one of them being Ishmael, son of Nethaniah. Basically, Gedaliah reassures them, and he says, do not be afraid to serve the Babylonians, he said. Settle down in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well with you. I myself will stay at Mitzpah to represent you before the Babylonians who have come to us. But you are to harvest the wine, summer fruit and oil, and put them in your storage jars and live in the towns you have taken over. When all the Jews in Moab, Ammon, Edom, and all the other countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah as governor over them, they all came back to the land of Judah from all the countries where they had been scattered, and they harvested an abundance of wine and summer fruit. So now several people come to get Eliah, the army officers that were left, and a man named Johanan. And they come to him at Mitzpah, and they say, Don't you know that Balas, king of the Ammonites, has sent Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, to take your life? But get Eliah did not believe them. Unfortunately, this will cost him his life because Ishmael was jealous of the success that Gedaliah had had and how the people were thriving under his leadership. Now moving on to chapter 41, this is when he is assassinated. Basically, Ishmael brings 10 people with him and they had sat down to eat together. Well, Ishmael and the 10 men who were with him got up and struck down Gedaliah with a sword, killing the one that the king of Babylon had appointed as governor over the land. It says that Ishmael also killed all the Jews who were with Gedaliah, as well as the Babylonian soldiers who were there. The day after Gedaliah's assassination, before anyone knew about it, 
Eighty men who had shaved off their beards, torn their clothes, and cut themselves came from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria, bringing grain offerings and incense with them to the house of the Lord. So this shows the depth of grief that people were experiencing and how much everyone respected Gedaliah. So then Ishmael goes out to greet these people who had come to weep. It says Ishmael and the men who were with him slaughtered these people and threw them into a cistern. But ten of them said to Ishmael, Don't kill us. We have wheat and barley, oil and honey hidden in a field. So he let them alone and did not kill them with the others. Now the cistern where he threw all the bodies of the men he had killed, along with Gedaliah, was the one that King Asa had made as part of his defense against Basha, king of Israel. It goes on to say that Ishmael filled it with the dead. So here we have a jealous, ruthless, and evil man. It goes on to say that Ishmael took all of the remaining people captive, and he set out to cross over to the Ammonites. Now when Johanan and all the army officers who were remaining heard about this, they took flight and went after him. It says, though, in verse 15, that Ishmael and eight of his men escaped from Johanan and fled to the Ammonites. So now as we move on to chapter 42, Johanan is basically leading these people now, and as a group, of course, they're very afraid of what's going to happen with Ishmael. So they end up deciding to try to escape to Egypt. Now it's been around 900 years since the Israelites had escaped Egypt during the time of Moses, and it was still sort of something that they were afraid of. But here, they decide that it's their best option to escape Ishmael. So it says all the army officers and Johanan come together from the least to the greatest, and they approach Jeremiah the prophet. And they say, please hear our petition and pray to the Lord your God for this entire remnant. For as you now see, though we were once many, now only a few are left. Pray that the Lord your God will tell us where we should go and what we should do. Now they're basically saying, have the Lord confirm that we're supposed to go to Egypt. Jeremiah says, I have heard you. I will certainly pray to the Lord your God as you have requested. I will tell you everything the Lord says and will keep nothing back from you. And they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with everything the Lord your God sends you to tell us. Whether it is favorable or unfavorable, we will obey the Lord our God to whom we are sending you, so that it will go well with us, for we will obey the Lord our God. So here they declare, no matter what the Lord says, whether it is for us or against us, favorable or unfavorable, we will obey the Lord. Now let's see what they actually do. So it says, ten days later, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. He says, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition says. If you stay in this land, I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you. For I am grieved over the disaster I have inflicted on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you now fear. Do not be afraid of him, declares the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and will deliver you from his hands. I will show you compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. So a reference again to chapter one and the word that that the Lord originally gave Jeremiah about building and planting. It says, however, on the contrary, 
If you say, we will not stay in this land, and so disobey the Lord your God, and if you say, no, we will go and live in Egypt, where we will not see war or hear the trumpet or be hungry for bread, then hear the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. If you are determined to go to Egypt, and you do go to settle there, then the sword you fear will overtake you there, and famine you dread will follow you to Egypt, and there you will die. Indeed, all who are determined to go to Egypt to settle there will die by the sword, famine, and plague. Not one of them will survive or escape the disaster I will bring upon them. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. As my anger and wrath have been poured out on those who lived in Jerusalem, so will my wrath be poured out on you when you go to Egypt. You will be an object of cursing and horror, of condemnation and reproach. You will never see this place again. O remnant of Judah, the Lord has told you, do not go to Egypt. Be sure of this. I warn you today that you made a fatal mistake when you sent me to the Lord your God and said, pray to the Lord our God for us. Tell us everything he says and we will do it. I have told you today, but you have still not obeyed the Lord your God and all he has sent me to tell you. So now be sure of this. You will die by the sword famine and plague in the place where you want to settle. Though Jeremiah knows that their minds are already made up and that they're going to do what they want to do anyway, even though they said they will obey, whether it be favorable or unfavorable. So picking up in chapter 43, it says, When Jeremiah finished telling the people all the words of the Lord their God, everything the Lord had sent him to tell them, Azariah and Johanan and all the arrogant men said to Jeremiah, You are lying. The Lord our God has not sent you to say you must not go to Egypt, but Baruch, son of Neriah, is inciting you against us to hand us over to the Babylonians so they may kill us or carry us into exile to Babylon. So it says Johanan and all the army officers and all the people disobeyed the Lord's command to stay in the land of Judah. Instead, Johanan led all of the remnant men, women, and children away. It says, so they entered Egypt in disobedience to the Lord. Then it says that they went to a town called Tephanus. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah there. While the Jews are watching, take some large stones with you and bury them in clay in the brick pavement at the entrance to the Pharaoh's palace. Then say to them, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, I will send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and I will set his throne over these stones I have buried here. He will spread his royal canopy above them. He will come and attack Egypt, bringing death to those destined for death, captivity for those destined for captivity, and the sword to those destined for the sword. He will set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt. He will burn their temples and take their gods captive. As a shepherd wraps his garment around him, so will he wrap Egypt around himself and depart from there unscathed. There in the temple of the sun in Egypt, he will demolish the sacred pillars and burn down the temples of the gods of Egypt. So the people have chosen to enter Egypt in disobedience, and disaster is waiting for them there. That ends Jeremiah chapter 43. We will pick up next time in Jeremiah chapter 44.